Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are also here with your co-host, Mr. Mac... Hang on. No, 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 no. Hello, no. Matt. It's Mr. Lee. Say hi, Lee. Hi, guys. Sorry, it's not Matt. Yeah, we don't have a Matt this week <laughs> due to complications. Uh, yes. He's a, he's a busy man, and unfortunately... Planets just did not align this week. Um, so, next next non-live one, I promise you a Matt. Probably. Um, but yes, so this is episode number uh, 168 of the Freight Talk podcast. You're here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, and Lee. Hello. How's it going, Lee? You all right? I'm absolutely shattered, man. I, I, I You know, it's one of those things where you like, can you jump in and do a podcast with us? Yeah. <laughs> do I have to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely oh, amazing. Like a couple of a uh, couple of the mornings this week, I've woken up and just thought, nah, I I don't want to wake up now. I want to go back to bed. We had exactly that this morning. It, my, my alarm went off and it was like, you must be joking. You know when the kids wake up in the middle of the night yeah. and you're like, this is way too early to be up. Yeah, it was absolutely. like that, but it was actually my alarm going off, and you can't argue with your alarm, really. Yeah, damn you. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, just five more minutes. You know when the kids go, is it morning? <laughs> absolutely, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Dad talk. Welcome to Dad talk. That's it. Brett Dad's. It's, um... <laughs> yeah. I was, I was but... listening to a podcast today, actually, the way they were talking about just being being old, being a dad, talking about getting a fresh pair of New Balance trainers, which I don't think we don't really have in the UK, but we've got to have an equivalent, haven't we? Like balance a, strings? A, a, no, a dad's trainer, New Balance. They're um, like a... I don't like, even know what that is. They're like white pump-like trainers for dads. Like golf shoes, sort of thing, but trainers. Yeah, they're like da- they're just standard dad attire. Bowling shoes, you know the shoes that you see like the old people wearing when they're playing bowls. Not not bowling, but when they're playing bowls with the jack and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. We but have it- to think that some of our listeners are are of um, a, a, a better vintage than us, and um, we don't we don't want to insult anyone, so. They're probably thinking, what are you talking about being old, man? Yeah. Where, where, where are you going? You guys are in your 30s. Shut up. <laughs> what are you ragging on our, our uh, golf shoes for? <laughs> yeah. I do like to play bowling. Bowls, sorry. I do like to play bowls. Should we sure. talk about guitar stuff rather than fucking hard balls? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we are now in the Fret Talk podcast, surely. Uh, yes, we should talk about guitar stuff. Um what have you been up to this week, Lee? Have you have you had a good one? If I go on about what I've been doing this week, I'll be shooting my load before the live stream, and then the live the live cast goes out before this, and then that means that everyone's going to hear it tw- well three times because they'll hear it on the live cast, then they'll hear it on this, and then they'll hear it when the live cast goes out as a podcast. That has so been I'll... it's been my entire shtick for about a year now. <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> Feel free. <clears throat> so, uh, if I just brush over it a little bit, and then we'll go into more detail on the on the live car. So, 
today was the launch of the uh, Gig Rig G3, which is the upgraded, well, the next generation of uh, loop switches. So anyone who knows about my pedal board and these sort of things knows I'm a big advocate of loop sw- switches. I've had them for years and upgraded to the S8. Uh, this year, I, I bought one off of um, fellow podcaster Will, um, and um, yeah, it's great. I, I bought that loop extender recently to like take it up to an ES12 or whatever, and then Dan brings out the G3, which has got naturally twelve outputs on it. It's like, <laughs> Uh, so uh, there's some cool bits on it. Uh, like I said, I'll just brush over that. Like, um, would you, no, no, let's not talk about the news because we're talking about what we've been up to aren't we so there's that um so i've been involved with helping to promote that um i I, honestly mate i got the uh press release i've been bugging him for the press release like since he started doing this number thing where he's been like saying like 10 days until release and all these sort of things um and uh he's like no 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 i'll get you the press release over like uh, and i got it this morning with a couple of hours into it, it's like like okay, this there's an embargo on this for four o'clock, and I'm like, I want to talk to people about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like talking to him about it, and I know he's really busy, but he was the only <laughs> fucker I could talk about to about it. I was really excited. Um, so th- there's that. That's really really cool. Uh, you've been doing loads of Tonepedia stuff. We've um. We're involved in. I don't know if you know about this yet, but we were just talking about it actually um, within a reason, which is the guitar festival that's happening next weekend. Mm. So, uh, Guitar Breaks are a um, a company which normally take people um, over to Spain, a group of people over to Spain with a few famous guitarists, and everyone gets to sit in the sun, drink sangria, and learn how to play guitar better. Yeah, which is heaven for obvious reasons they can't do that at the moment so um what ian edwards who runs guitar breaks is doing is using his wealth of contacts that he has um to get people like josh smith and kirk fletcher and these really really famous guitarists to um do this free festival with him cool and it's in association with tonepedia and boss so we're working together really, really hard on that. Um, <clears throat> go and get your tickets because they're free. But if you get tickets, you uh, get a bunch of free stuff. Um, you get extra stuff, such as you get a discounted code to use for Boss products and stuff like this. Um, and there's some killer Boss products on the market at the moment. So, um, yeah, go and get your ticket. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, some of the Boss products we <laughs> were literally talking about on the last episode, so... Well worth yeah. getting a discount code in it at the moment. Yeah, so that that's uh, that takes me over to what else I've been doing then. Um, <clears throat> the I've been playing with the R RC five. Oh, okay. It's much better in terms of how you use it because this will be a taste thing. But what happens with the RV RC five is when you hit the hit the uh, foot switch the first time it starts recording when you hit it again it stops recording on the rc3 when you hit it the second time it automatically goes into the next loop Uh, so you have to be constantly playing or you end up recording some random faff over the top of your good loop 
Yeah. So what happens is you. This is what always happens to me because I'm stupid. Right. I'll I'll record my loop, and then I'll start playing over it, and then I'm like, "Who's that playing with me?" <laughs> it's myself because <laughs> it's it's playing. I'm like, "What? Oh man." Um. So yeah, it's um, it's a bit annoying. Um. But uh, that is that's not a problem anymore. The sound quality, I think, is noticeably better. Um, along with that, I've been playing with the Eventide Black Hole because I've got one of them now, and that is awesome. That is absolutely awesome. It's got this freeze mode on it, which is a bit like the um, the plus pedal, the Game Changer plus pedal. Okay, yeah. But because it freezes the reverb, it just it doesn't just freeze the note. It's like running a reverb into the plus pedal and then freezing it. Yeah. So it's more of a pad. Yeah. And you don't have to hold it either. You just hit it and it, and it freezes. Um, and it I, it just sounded amazing. I, I, so I, I did a, a I did a, a pad, as it were. Then I did a loop. And it sounded like really atmospheric because it had the nice loop on it. I was very particular about what I was playing. And then I had this pad playing in the background. And I was just jamming over that for about an hour. I can, yeah, I can see how that works. <laughs> really tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really loved it. And uh, yeah, haven't linked it up to the uh, board properly yet because I'm completely rewiring my board. And um, I'm going to get some new power soon. I'm going to get the um, power from uh, Dan Gigrig because uh, uh, he does the modular system. Yeah, like the isolator and the whatever they're called, the generator. Lord and that. Yeah, uh, exactly. So he, he's working out. I've told him what I need, told him what I'm putting together. The GT core should be on its way soon, and um, hopefully on Sunday I'll have it by then. I've got a mate coming over because we're not in lockdown down here, although London is, so we're allowed to have friends. <laughs> so I've got got a friend coming down on um, on Saturday, and I'm hope I, I missed the delivery yesterday. I've, I've set it up for uh, Saturday, and I'm hoping um, that that's what it is. Yeah. And um, yeah, if it is that, then I'm going to be having a lot of fun with that. On um, something's arriving on Saturday, so I'll be able to talk about it on Sunday. <laughs> Let's yeah. hope it's fingers crossed and hope it's guitar related. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure it is. It might also be something from our friend Mark over at Transmutation Devices TMD because uh, he's sent over a Satanist, Ooh. and uh, I'm waiting for that to arrive. So yeah, I'm quite excited about getting that. Nice. And uh, the, for our listeners, the Satanist is? It's, um, I think it's like a HM2, but better. Like, yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> HM2. But, um, yeah, it's, it is a proper balls-out um, over uh, distortion designed in cohorts with Tony Peppers of Pepper Pedals. So he he actually sells it as well, so you can buy it either from Pepper Pedals or TMD. Cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, very 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 cool. Yeah. So it's the, the HM2 is the uh, the the Swedish chainsaw, isn't it? The one that they call that, where you you the only setting that people log on it is with everything up to eleven. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's it, and. Um, I think what uh, what Mark and Shay over at TMD have done is they've kind of made it 
a little bit more usable, but yeah. you can still get those tones. But there are other tones in there as well. Yeah, I, I was I wasn't expecting to hear the um, the, <laughs> the Satanist being like a low gain bluesy overdrive. <laughs> it, 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 it seems to suggest. So the Satanist is a, a chorus pedal. <laughs> yeah. Satan's spawn. Uh, boost. Oh man, you've Key just reminded me of something else um, that I've I've um, been on. I can't talk about, but uh, there is another pedal that sounds. Satan's spawn isn't too far away from what the name is going to be. Mm. And it's from one of our favourite guitar pedal uh, UK guitar uh, manufacturers. Ooh. Uh, not manufacturers, guitar manufacturers, pedal makers. And as soon as that's released, we'll be making a big song and dance about that. Oh, I can't wait to! I can't wait for it. It's one of my most anticipated pedals. I had UTs. the um, I had the prototype here about a year ago, actually. Taking forever. Anyway, let, let's not talk about spoilers. <laughs> um, I think I know yeah. which one you're on about, actually. I've, I've heard whispers. <laughs> or screams, you could say. Um, yeah. Okay, right. So, yeah. Uh, what else have I been up to? Well, since we've podcasted on Sunday, other than that, I think that's quite a bit for four days. Indeed. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. Um, yeah, I mean... Think, think about what we've, uh, what we've done collectively. We've, we've had, um, the last video that came out, which literally came out yesterday for us, yeah, um, was, um, one of, one of the, um, does it even series by Lowell? No, um, Lowell, as I call him. Lowell, yes. Lowell, Lowell. <laughs> uh, what, what pedal was that? That was the Data Corruptor, which, do you know what? I've played with that. I've sat there, stared at it, and gone, huh? And he made it sound like an MXR blue box. And I was like, oh, man, I didn't realise it could do that. Didn't he? He really did make it sound like a blue box. I mean, he's he's got some, some absolutely wicked tones out of it. Um, yeah. I, I really, really love uh, Lowell's videos because he's... As we've said it before, he's he's like a, a nineties wrestler with his enthusiasm and just bombacity. Um, yeah. So it's it's absolutely fantastic to watch. And we uh, are working on a freeway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> My mind just went off the rails at that point. As soon as I said, we're working on a freeway challenge video where uh, our budget pedal chap lol and uh myself will be challenging one another to see who can pl- make tones of certain artists the best so yes. look for look out for that guys because um that is going to be extra extra special yeah i think at the moment we're we're because we've got like a a team of um a team of content creators over at pedal boards of doom now we're just having fun with with these concepts and just like coming up with some really cool ideas. We've kind of, we've established our own little, uh, video niches. Uh, mm. I mean, I've got the, um, the stomp V stomp, which n- next week. Uh, so in two days time, when this podcast releases, there should be the third in the series of the stomp V stomp. Um, 
let me know. I think, in fact, actually, if you go onto YouTube, you can see premiering. Um, so it, it kind of gives you a, a hint as to what that will be. But I'm not going to tell you any more about that. Um, but the, I'm really loving the fact that we've just got all of these like, kind of creative ideas just bouncing off of each other. Yeah, oh, it's great, man. And, you know, I, I, I'm... I weren't sure how the the news thing was going to go down. I've been doing that, and uh, yeah, that seems to have been really popular. And I'm so pleased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something we worked on for ages, wasn't it? Yeah, we we did it before, and it didn't just didn't quite land, did it? No. Um, but now it seems to be getting like, really getting some feet underneath it, and it's uh, it's becoming one of our most popular uh, video series. Oh, um, I'm proud, really, really proud of that. Yeah, I think it it hits a market because it's like a condensed version of of what the podcasts do as well. It's like a a short snippet version of that, and then if you want to go into much more detail, you check out the podcast as well. So it all kind of feeds into each other. So it's it's great great so stuff. I'd like to ask the listeners, and bearing in mind this is just for the listeners, not for the because we're not live on Pedalboards at the moment. So this is just for you guys. So I'll get close to the microphone, whisper in your ear. What I'd like to know from you is, would you like to see... Um... My dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Lee, we don't want to see your dick, no. I'd make a zippy sound, but um, uh, I've got button-up fly. Um... <laughs> hey, me no. too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching you change. Right. Would you like to see individual uh, videos for individual products, or would do you like the format where it's one video per week for a group of uh, whatever comes out that week? Ah, yes. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Interesting. It's it's been following because I, for instance, with the release of the G three today, um, I I could do a video just on that quite easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it would be like almost like podcast segments, but just as a uh, a quick video. Then wouldn't it, rather than having to really condense it and then push out uh, like three or four news articles at once? Yeah, and I know this is kind of going behind the scenes a little bit, but I think that's what I don't think that's what worked. I, I think that's what didn't work before because yeah. people were like, "Oh, come here to see." X pedal and you're just talking about it whereas if you've got a group of things you're talking about it's quite clearly uh, the yeah. week's news yeah 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 and so that, that's why we've kind of gone with that format but it'd be nice to have some input from, from you guys so yeah give us some uh, give us some feedback it'd be lovely to hear from you there you go some feedback for you I really didn't understand what you were doing there I was about to go into harmony <laughs> harmonised <laughs> feedback <laughs> yeah brilliant um, yeah so like the the Pedalboards of Doom kind of YouTube stuff is really exciting at the moment and mm. um, we've, we've got like videos kind of uh, lined up for the next maybe month I think so we're, we're well ahead of schedule which is really cool yeah I I uh, and and this is yeah, you're in charge of YouTube, obviously. Uh, I, I'd like to get something up every Monday. If you guys can think of something small and simple, uh, I'm tall and simple, so not me. But um, 
something small and simple um, that we that you'd like to see in a series that we could knock out quite quickly. Um, yeah. yeah, let us know because that'd be quite cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bookend the week. Indeed, yeah. Because we we've got the Friday, we've got the Wednesday. Having one on a Monday might might work. Might mm. work. We'll we'll see. We'll, if if uh, if anyone can throw us a, a good idea of of what you might might want to see, just a, a quick snippet would be good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, as well as as well as pedal boards of doom YouTube stuff, I've been keeping on top of the uh, on top of the old uh, budget pedal chap YouTube channel. Woo! And I um I I did something which. I've been putting off for a long, long time on the No Talk All Tone. Um, mainly because this type of pedal is really, really difficult to uh, to like to get the nuances of the pedal. So it's um, last week's um, No Talk All Tone was the JSA Tight Squeeze Compressor. Um, I was going to ask you if it was a compressor. It, yeah, it is. Yeah, I've always um, struggled making videos about compressors. Yep, yep, me too. Um, which is why I I really really try putting it off as as long as possible. But the the JSA is is an absolutely excellent place to start it um, because it's it's a relatively simple compressor. So it's uh, it's got a level a compression control, but also it's got an attack switch. Um, so a little bit like the old, uh, the old boss one, I think, isn't it? It sounds, sounds a little bit like the mini ego. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, so relatively simple kind of control layout, which is favorable if, if you're doing a no talk or tone on it, because for every control that adds maybe, uh, maybe a minute or two onto the, Onto the video length itself, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I try, I try and keep them under ten minutes if I can, because it's just it's a bit too much otherwise. Um, but yeah, I mean this one being only like two and a bit controls, it still it still went to like ten minutes because I was using that attack switch you can really hear the difference between the between the, the couple of modes um but it was it was i'd done it with um with a, a clean channel and with a driven channel as well and the amount of difference um it makes with the driven channel is phenomenal so tell me did you find that it was more of a squishy sort of like a Dynacomp sort of compressor, or was it more like a um, a dynamic compressor, a bit like a, a Ross, uh, not so much a Ross, but like a like a Caddy seventy six or something along those lines? So it it does both, and the the great thing about the tight squeeze is is the the feature that pretty much sells it is the um, it's got an LED that that tells you. When the uh, when the compressor's working, so it's like a really really kind of simple monitoring for it. The Cali seventy six does the same thing. That little crystal looking thing on top. Yeah, it does that. So, you, if you're dialing it where your B 
barely just lighting up the the LED. You're getting that real dynamic. Uh, it's it's more of a kind of feel thing by that point. You you feel feel it towards the tail end of the notes, where your notes aren't quite dropping off as much, and you you're still getting the kind of the breath of the note, but it's not it's not then constricting. Um, but it also does the massive, massive squish sound, um, which I thought I was not a fan of at all. Oh, it's really... fun, man. I used to have a Dynacomp. I used to be in a metal band playing Dynacomp. Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I had, at one point, I had one of those Boss uh, CS3s, um, mm. and I, I hated it because it could you just couldn't get away from that real squishy sound. Um, but on on the uh, the the JSA one that that real squish really it's a real musical sound to it. Um, and I I found myself really favouring that actually. Yeah, there's two different types of compressors really. One is a compressor effect, and one is a compressor um not so much effect, but um one helps you with your playing and and tightens it up but it's still like a transparent thing so just basically trims the tops and the bottoms and kind of brings the lows up and the highs down sort of thing yeah. um and the other is kind of like it affects everything in the middle and it makes everything that you play more squishy more um almost like you're going fretless but not quite that and and things like the dynacomp have you ever actually tried a dynacomp i've not tried a dynacomp no if you get a chance, do because that is that is a, a, a compressor effect, and that is really interesting to play. It it, mm. it just feels like feels like your your neck is almost not your neck, but your guitar necks. Your fretboard is also almost like made spongy in a way. It's so hard to explain. Yeah, that's the beauty of compression, isn't it? It mm. it changes the feeling of the instrument. It's really, really strange. But it's like, um, what I found is that even on the, the, the driven sound that I was using was like a really, really kind of medium crunch. So there weren't a lot of gain going on. But the moment you started pushing that compression and getting that squish, it felt like there was more gain than there was. Oh, no, it does. Yeah, absolutely. Because it squeezes all of that... Um... It punches certain notes out harder because <laughs> what happens is um, the quieter notes get brought up. So where you'd be maybe playing a power chord and you're not that you pay power chords, obviously, because you're, you're much more too much of a gentleman for that sort of thing. But when you play a, a power chord and like uh, say the third note is is slightly weaker, the compressor goes, "Well, fuck that! I'm going to bring it up." But maybe the first note is too hard, where it will bring that down. So it pushes everything, but it pushes it all um, a lot more direct. So compressors do act like a line pusher as well. Yeah, and it's it's the um, the kind of thing that happens if you are really pushing gain, mm. because it's because essentially you're forcing all of that signal through uh, through those clipping diodes, and it's literally just squashing the. Uh, squashing the signal. Um, yeah, you're, you're um, 
you're you're absolutely doing that. You're absolutely forcing more signal into the drive section. Because what what happens on most overdrives is they don't drive all the frequencies equally. Like this is why we call it like a mid hump. So um, the, the tube screamer will push like the the um, the mid frequencies up a little bit. So if you're giving it more of that sort of mid frequency by bringing like the um, the higher notes and the lower notes together, you're going to be getting that. And, and like I say, you are pushing it harder as well. It's like putting a, a boost in front of a uh, an overdrive. I've, I have for years used compressors as a second channel for my overdrives. Speaking of boost, <laughs> um, you're hungry, are you? No, um, that is that is the pedal which is um, being um, demoed this week. I felt because because I I'd spent the start of the week doing like um, stocking up on uh, stomp v stomp videos. I felt like a slightly easier uh, no talk all turn this week, so I did a one knob boost. So um, you're going for all the exciting stuff, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, to be fair though, um, I, I used it as a bit of an opportunity to uh, to give a shout out to Bright Onion uh, because it's the uh, from the Bright Onion pedal range. Uh, it's called the Soap Boost, and they don't make the pedals anymore. Oh, it's a shame. Yeah, because um, but they were pretty nice. They're, they're mostly in a small small form factor as well, weren't they? Like mini pedals. Yeah. Really, really yeah. nice stuff. But they they really do the utility stuff really well. Yeah, and that's that's what I uh, I mentioned in the in the video that they've moved away from the pedals because um, because that market's pretty much done, isn't it? Really. So uh, you did a boost pedal that no one can buy anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really really cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I, I play that. Um, it like generally speaking, it's a really really transparent boost. It gives just a little bit of, little bit of sparkle to the, uh, the signal, uh, and I, I basically make a feature of that. Uh, what, I don't. What is it? J fat. No, I've got a clue. I've not opened it up. Assume oh, okay. so. Assume it's some, some, uh, relatively, relatively simple J boost. <clears throat> um, but who knows? Um, I don't think I ever will open it up. <laughs> remain a mystery you're not a Stu Tate who opens things up before he plays them uh, oh, sometimes I do actually yeah <laughs> I've, I've, I've opened up a fair few of my pedals but that is not one of them uh, yeah I mean like, like you mentioned they, it came from a, a a series of mini pedals and there was uh, a rat style uh, distortion there was a, a mini comp as well which I think again was like a one knob comp um uh, what else was there? I don't know. I can't remember. I think there might have been. I'll tell you where you might breaking. be able to get some. If if you're listening to this and you've gone and watched a video and you're thinking, oh, shame I can't get them anymore. I know you might have some. Chris over at Custom Pedal Boards, he used to sell them. So he mm. might still have some, some there. There you go. Yeah, so go check him out. Custom Pedal Boards, that's the UK version. Um uh, and if you do fancy a custom pedalboard, visit www.pbodoom.com and we have their full range there where you can go and buy some. There you go. That's a, That was a nice little plug there. Might as well. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, given the opportunity, why not, eh? Why I, not? I think in all the time we've been doing this, that's the first time I've plugged the shop. It is, yeah, yeah. So I'm um, not too bad. <laughs> that's a one in, so probably about 40 episodes in now. Oh, God knows. I would have thought. It's almost an entire year, isn't it? Well, it's been longer than a year. Has really, it? Yeah, it'll be two years in February. No. Mm. No. Yep. We've not been doing the live cast that long. Yep. No. Yep. So that'll be, what, so cl- close to 100 episodes then? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Me. no, because we're not doing it every week, and there's only 52 weeks in a year, so you're, you're right, it'll be closer to, at that point, oh, it'll be yeah, closer maybe. to about 50. Uh, okay. 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 Of course. Of course. But then you've done <laughs> the odd... The odd, odd non-live one, like this one. Yeah. Do you want Sorry to do some? That. Do you want to do some news? I reckon we should probably do some news, shouldn't we? Yes, Mister Budget Pedal Chap, you are leading the news this week. I don't have a clue what we're talking about. I hopefully I I know a little bit about it. I keep right. picking things up, playing with it, and dropping things. I just Emma's... need to put things down and leave things alone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How much do you know about Harley Benton? Holly Benton guitars. Um, not a huge amount. I, I've, in terms of like, I don't know what they've released recently. I know a little bit about them. Well, uh, in fact, you might you might know this one because I think I posted it in the Fret Talk podcast group. Okay. Um, the Holly Benton TE ninety FLT, which is essentially product code for um, sandblasted. Telecasters, like sandblasted uh, Cabernet-style telecasters. What's it called? TE. So TE ninety FLT. Uh, so posted these up in the group, and they they they're coming in. Uh, let's have a, one, two, three, four, five different finishes. So very similar to the the PRS sandblast in terms of the finish, like uh, a raised grain, and then. The raised grain is uh, a certain colour, so they've got like a, a green, a black, a blue, red, and an orange. And I think the orange is more of a burst than it is an orange. Um, but yeah, it's essentially it's like a um, like a Cabernet Telecaster. What's the However, um, what's the Gretsch pickups called? Filtertrons. Filtertrons. Is it's got them, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's got like Roswell versions of the Filtertrons. <clears throat> Mm, um, yeah, that, that is the feature of the Cabernet. So, oh, sorry, did I just piss on your parade? Well, it's, it's just I've mentioned the word Cabernet about six times there. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so it's really similar to um, the uh, the guitar that Matt uses is is pretty much his standard um, standard gigging guitar, um, but in a much cheaper version. Um, mm. So that like, they are. They're chambered bodies, but they're all the the they're also made of a really strange wood called sunkai. So it's a sunkai chambered body. This one says it's ash, chambered ash body. I assume sunkai is a, a subspecies <laughs> of ash. Um, okay. Yeah, so possibly. Uh, Looks like pine. <laughs> the one I'm looking at is not. I could have chose a better example for this picture. Is it? Half the guitar quite... looks a different colour. Okay. Because they've got like um, however many piece body, uh, maybe 
three piece, maybe five piece. I'm not sure. Um, which you know, at this price point, you, you, that's to be expected. It's fine, but yeah. one one like half of the body looks. I'll show you. <laughs> I'll show you. Uh, oh, I can't on here, can I? Um, nope. Yeah, one half of the body, and this is on the Hardy Benson website. Uh, this is on the Hutton website, obviously. But yeah, one half of the body looks um, a completely different colour to the rest of it. Yeah, I've got a an SG somewhere kicking about. I think it might be behind me actually. Um, that's it's like you can tell where the uh, the the like third piece of the body is. So it's mm. like a three piece. The two two stripes kind of really match well, and then the third piece is just completely uh, completely mismatched. Um, but anyway, so like from that from that price point, you'd expect some. Um, some finishing inconsistencies potentially, mm. um, but I mean, with the sandblast finish as well, that that's a pretty unique finish for that price point because uh, I think the um, like mayonnaise do do that that kind of finish. So then... this is the VT VW Deluxe series. So this is the TE ninety FLT VW Deluxe series. Is this the same thing we're talking about? If it's a cabernator looking thing, then yeah. Mm. Um, so it's maple maple boards twenty. Sorry, maple neck twenty two fret roasted sunkai board. So it's got a roasted, uh, roasted wood board, which is pretty, pretty fucking weird. Uh, but cool. Um, it's got a reverse head start, which is the thing that would put Matt off it because he hates quote unquote ball tickler. Headstocks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> however, it does. It has. Um, it has a tone control on it, which the the Fender Cabernators did not. It's got a, a volume and a tone, and then the switch is up on the horn, whereas it only had a volume and the switch uh, down by the where you usual control plate would be so i mean that's that's pretty cool and it's got like the the bridge on it as well like because the, the the bridge on the original cabernator um matt moaned about and ended up switching for a callahan um they've put like a, a legit wilkinson bridge on these um they look really comfortable like i don't know i don't know the exact um model number but it looks very similar to the the kind of um bridge i've got on my um my squire strap and they're really really well made um sure. i've never ever ever looked at cabernetas i've heard people talk about them before but i've never really been that interested enough to bother having a look so that's why i was like oh this has got gretsch pickups but um they're actually quite pretty aren't they yeah, yeah, it's it's like the Fender take on a Gretsch guitar, isn't it? Mm. Well, a Gretsch guitar is you know traditionally a hollow body. I've got one right next to me. You can hear it goes yeah. like that. Yeah, and, and the, <laughs> these are chambered as well, so the mm. they've got that kind of audio aesthetic. Is that is that a word? It depends on how it's chambered. Like my Les Paul's chambered, for instance. Yeah, and don't spit at me. But <laughs> I, I preferred it as chambered though because it's it's much much lighter and the chambering 
on the Les Paul is done to add resonance to it and stuff like this. Um, yeah. So what it takes away, it gives back. Um, if I chamber it, so I've just seen you can get a thin line Cabernita as well. Yeah, That'd yeah, be interesting. Um, um, yeah, I think is Matt's a thin line. Can't I remember. remember him saying he got a thin line, or I could be just dreaming that. Not I'm pretty sure. Matt, I'm, but... <laughs> I'm pretty sure his is not not a thin line, but it is chambered. Um, I don't know. This is where we could do with Matt speaking about this one. Yeah. And it, Sorry, you stuck with me. I, I I like rock guitars and stuff, and <laughs> not this isn't a rock guitar. I'm sure this absolutely rocks. Uh, to be fair, I mean they are they're coming in at 179 or 180 pounds. Bloody hell! So, have you seen how much Defender ones are? Well, so they they did like three different versions. They originally they did. A like a custom shop run, mm. which it was like a it was a production run, but by the custom shop, I think. Oh, uh, and they were like built one for four seven four two. Yeah, then that that's where you you can get them from these days. But then they did like a, a Mexican um, Mexican standard run of it, like an FSR run of it, mm. and that's what Matt got, which was like. Like four or five hundred quid, I think. I tell you what, and Mexican stri- Mexican fenders are so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really and that's that, that's why he's, he's it's his go to <laughs> guitar. Um, but then uh, after that run, they did a Squire run as well, where they had they had a couple of the the standard Cabernetas, and then they had um they had one that was. Uh, like a, a filtertron and a single coil in the bridge, but with a Bigsby as well. That was really cool. Mm. So, yeah, the, the, they did it. They they hit it really hard for a really short period of time, and then ever since it's it's kind of disappeared. It's crazy because Fender own Gretsch. They do, yeah. Yeah. P- perhaps that's why they when they uh, <laughs> when they took over Gretsch, it was like okay. Um, that we need to make a distinction between the two brands, um, <laughs> and that was just a bit too close to the close to the wire. Oh, so you mean that's why they stopped making them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant that's why yeah. they made them. I was like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that makes much more sense. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty cool. Uh, Harley Benton make a lot of re- we talked, we spoke about their um, like Ibanez's style guitars recently, didn't we? And they they were really really good. They they're knocking it out of the park. Uh, in terms of offering a wide range of different types of guitars, but at really good prices, and apparently they're pretty good as well. Yeah, I've played a few. Yeah, um, as long as you you're you're not afraid if a guitar doesn't come perfectly set up, <clears throat> then they are they're great, absolutely great for the money. Yeah, so if you can set up a guitar, you're all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you'll get it and it'll. It'll play fine and it'll be it'll be awesome. A couple of the ones that I've played like arrived with uh, strings that were old, so mm. that you because it it's obviously been sitting in the warehouse for a while, and you're like, okay, change the strings, clean up the fretboard that's had a bit of dust on it, 
give it a quick setup, sorted. Absolutely fine. Um, From that point of view, where are these made? Uh, China, I think. So what about if you were to get like a a, China, a Chipson or something like that? Do you think that would be worth it? Because it's similar sort of money. Um, uh... Absolutely not. No, no. The um, the, <coughs> the 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 quality control with uh, Chipson guitars is so hit and miss um, because they're working outside of of the law essentially with uh, with copyright. Yeah, good old AliExpress. <laughs> yeah, there's but because of that, you you might find some reputable sellers, quote unquote reputable sellers. But then, for as <clears throat> for every um, reputable guitar that you're getting, there'll be another one which is just banged together. Yeah, I I I'd never go down that route. I'd rather buy uh, an old Japanese Strat or something like that, which is what I did. Um, yeah, because they're they're excellent and. They're not much more money. I, I I think that you're you're able to get really really good guitars if you know where to look for not very much. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, <clears throat> like even like looking at second hand, like um, Ibanez Geos and stuff. They're not they're not bad guitars. Mm. As long as you get a, a decent setup on them and a good set of strings, very usable. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't go if you you know if you're listening to this and and you're a, a relatively new player, um, and you're thinking, oh, I want it to do all the handstands and all backflips and all these sort of things that you know people like, bless his soul, uh, Eddie Van Halen and these sort of people will do. Don't go for a Floyd Rose to start with, because <laughs> you'll just confuse yourself to oblivion. And won't know what to do, you know. At best, go for a guitar of a trim, um, like a standard trim. Would you agree? Um, the the thing I'd I'd add in, into that is that anything that you'll be able to get at a a price point which is um beginner friendly, even if you manage to get it with a Floyd Rose and you've you've done your research, it's not going to stay in tune. Those those really cheap licensed ones, they look like Floyd Rose systems. They don't act like them at all. I've just remembered I was supposed to take one of my guitars into the shop today to get it mended. I forgot. It's a bit late now. Yeah. Probably damn closed. It. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Oh, well, okay. Um. Yeah, but... Like, those, those Harley Benton... Um, Cabernetas, pretty cool. I'm, I think I'm down with that. Like, 170, 179 quid for a, a pretty decent Cabernetas esque guitar, and it's it's different enough that that it's it's not not stepping on the toes so much. It's that scratch play, isn't it? That really sets it apart from a telly. Other than obviously the two unbucket style guitars uh, pickups, but it's the um, it's that pickup. Uh, sorry, that pick guard, and the upside down headstock as well. <laughs> it's the bit, the bit that Matt hates, but <laughs> it, it does it. Makes it stand stand apart, doesn't it? Yeah, I I, can't, I think it works with that guitar. Um, I think on on that particular guitar, it looks quite nice, and 
Yeah, you know, I, I don't mind upside down headstocks. I haven't got any guitars with them that I can think of. Um, I've got this this Ibanez sat behind me. Uh, um, and I think the Ibanez headstocks look amazing upside down. Yeah, they do so many upside down that it's like, are they upside down or are they the right way up? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they call it the... Uh, that that particular model is the RGR three two one, and uh, so they they do it enough that they've they've got the RG which is standard, and then the RGR which is the reverse headstocks. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think certain reverse headstocks are cool. Um, let's uh, let's move on anyway because I think we're we're approaching time actually. But are we really? We could, You're kidding? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're on about, about 40, 45, 40-ish. 40 cool. Um, this is something you know a little bit about, actually, because you um, you did this on your news last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vox Valve Energy. Oh. See, so. my biggest uh, complaint about this is when people do... Um, that with a name where they overlap a letter. So what yeah. they've done, listener, is they've got valve and then the last E of valve they've used for the word energy as well. So it's like valve energy. <laughs> valve energy. Yeah. I suppose it is. Yeah. And uh, it annoys me. <laughs> it really yeah. annoys me. Um, but that aside, uh, I, I'm secretly excited about these. Yeah, so uh, as a kind of a roundup of what they are, they're like they're a series of drive pedals that are kind of preamp um, flavored, um, but they all use new tube, um, new tube technology to to create the the amplified stage of it. So it's it's almost like uh, like back in the the USSR. late nineties, back in the USSR. No, back in the late nineties, early two thousands, when you had that spate of um, pedals that had like a a twelve AX seven in them. So it's a bit like that, but using new tube rather than the. You mean the Black Stars, don't you? But Black Star did it. Um, Vox actually did it as well. Oh, did they? Uh, I don't think I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. This. Uh, there's quite a few. There's the trike fuzz. Uh, the uh, there's oh, what was it? The double decker delay, but that that had <laughs> where the where the twelve AX seven was because they used the same enclosure for it. Obviously, you you can't really have a, a valve driven um, delay pedal. So it, <laughs> it had the little valve window, but had two like bucket brigade chips in it. Oh god, <laughs> which is quite kind of cool. There was like there was like four or five different ones in this um in this series where they had like a little window to see the the valve. Have you played the Friedman uh fuzz that's got, that's valve driven? I haven't no. Um I played it uh a couple of years ago um when it first came out and um I like all the Friedman pedals apart from that one. Um <laughs> I, I wasn't I wasn't impressed and I was you were wanting oh, to be. Yeah, so it, it left me even more disappointed. Maybe I just wasn't trying it right. I think I tried it for a hamster um, with a, a PRS because I was in um, Anderton's at the time and it was when they let us have the 
they let us have the PRS room for a day. Um, so a bunch, yeah, a bunch of us the guys from Better Boards of Doom went up there. And they were like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, do whatever you want. <laughs> so we we um, had the room, and uh, in there we could choose whatever amps and guitars we wanted, and we just kept taking pedals in and out. Um, uh, there was about 10 of us. Tate was there as well. Um, but we, um, yeah, I, I tried it, and maybe it wasn't the right amp to try it for. You know, Hampstead's are lovely amps, but um, maybe it wasn't right the right setup. Wasn't really feeling it. Uh, anyway, look back to these pedals. Um, sure. One one thing that confuses me about these is uh, the OLED screen. That's right, you heard me. They have put an OLED screen in the middle of these, and it does give you that sort of Teletubbies vibe. But um, <laughs> the, on the OLED screen, what you get is the waveform because that's exactly what you want. So you get the waveform of the uh, the fuzz going on. I I don't know why they've done that. I really don't. It's it's a gimmick. And me personally, when I'm buying a a pedal and they've put a gimmick like that on it, I'm like, I'm paying for that. I'm paying for an OLED screen on here, and I don't really want that. Yeah. So to put that in context, these these guitar pedals are the same prices pretty much as one of those Harley Benton guitars. Yeah. Uh, so they're like 175 quid per per pedal, which by today's standard isn't ridiculous amounts, is it? No. If you if you compare that to like the Fender range of pedals, like the um the Pugilist and the um uh, whatever the, they are, like the pinwheel and the marina layer or whatever it is, all of those ones from that series. Um, I don't know what, what they call that series, actually. Um, they're kind of around the £100 mark, I think. They're just defender pedals, but they're very, very good. Very, yeah. very good. Um, but look, let's, let's lay this up against the new Tube Screamer because it used the same technology, minus the OLED screen. And yeah. uh, I'm just... oh, that's like two hundred and thirty odd quid, isn't it? Exactly. I, I'm looking now, and they're going between two hundred to two hundred and fifty quid. Uh, you that you've got to bear in mind that the people who make the um, the new tube, which is basically Korg, yes, Korg, isn't it? Yeah. Also own Vox. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they they're missing that sort of like the markup in price. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, obviously of course, of course. Ibanez are buying this this in and they're marking it up from you know uh, and what and so on and so forth. Uh, maybe maybe the guys who own Vox and um, Korg also own a company that make OLEDs. But <laughs> I don't know. That's really annoyed me about these because right, what what has annoyed me about that is that aside, stupid name aside, and OLED screen, stupid OLED screen aside. I said before, and I say it again, I'm really excited about these because the new tube is very, very exciting. It's underused technology, and it, you know, it should be used more because it's pretty damn cool. And these, you've got the Copperhead Drive, the Cutting Edge, Mystic Edge, and Silk Drive. The Copper, the Copperhead is the Marshall sounding one. The Silk yeah, Drive yeah. is the Fender sounding one. The Cutting Edge is the Mesa sounding one. And the uh, Mystic Edge is the Vox sounding one uh, in terms of it's an AC30. 
Um, yeah. That <clears throat> um, you know they can't go out and say that, but they they've said, oh, this is a a, a UK eighty yes. style <laughs> heavy rock. That's it. Yeah, eighty yeah. style full stack. Yeah, I've got refined boutique vintage amp. Yeah, I've got uh, modern metal tones. Yeah, so I mean, you can you can guess it. And obviously, they've so, said the Vox is an AC thirty. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, they can. Yeah. Um, so what you get with it is a three band EQ. So very much kind of uh, pointed towards it being <coughs> like a full a full preamp style pedal. So you're getting the whole flavor of the amp rather than just oh, this is like a relatively martial sounding drive um, with all of them apart from the cutting edge uh, cutting edge it's got a bright switch whereas the cutting edge has got a tilt tights uh, is it tilt oh sorry yes it's tight isn't it a tight sorry uh, yeah so yeah a tight um, potentiometer so it's it, instead of having like five controls on that one it's got six um but yeah, so it's like it's it's they are meant as 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 like full preamps pretty much, aren't they? Yeah, I like how the faceplate on the top as well is um, obviously that's where the faceplate normally is um, is uh, held on with uh, little um, Allen key bolts. It's it's kind of tasteful, isn't it? I, I I only saw small pictures of these pedals. If I'm honest, I didn't even know they had <laughs> OLED screens on them. Did you not? Oh. I didn't know. Yeah, so. you got to have a look. You'll see what I mean about Teletubbies because it's like right in the um, middle, and it's it's yeah. It's assume- another thing to break, isn't it? I assumed it was it was again like the uh, like the other ones, and it had like it had light up and show the new tube in action. I'd prefer that. Yeah. Because isn't that what the the uh, new tube screamer does? It's yep. got like a little window into it. Yeah, window into the soul. Um, but yeah, I, I think the... Um, I think it's LEDs, but I think the uh, new tube actually glows green. I can't think mm. of any way, any reason a, a, a little valve-like yeah. Uh, yeah. effect sort of thing would, would glow green. So I'm assuming it's some sort of LED they've got in there. Well, it might, it might be the same solution that Game Change did for the uh, the Jack White plasma and just put like a little coloured bit of perspex over the window. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> genius that was. When they told told us that, I thought, oh, oh, Ilya, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Absolutely uh, brilliant. Yeah, went for ages trying to do all these different gases, and then it was like. <laughs> Just yeah. colour it in with a felt dip pen. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Brilliant. Oh man. Um yeah, no. Uh the unless they've got like fluoride in there or something like that, because that goes green when it's hot, doesn't it? Um but I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Um, um yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've I I I'm reserving judgment on this uh on this line of pedals, I want to hear them. I I simply want to hear them. Mm. Yeah, um, I want to get them on Tonepedia. Really, uh, they're a bit complicated, but I, I want to get them on there because I would love to run them up against. Um, I'd like to get the new Tube Screamer on there because they've got like loads of old school Tube Screamers on there and the new ones. So it'd be nice to have that on there as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, well, actually, I haven't. They might. I can't remember. Anyway. 
Doesn't matter. Sorry, I interrupted you. I I haven't heard much about the news tube screamer since it was uh, since it was released. Pretty much. You so, know what? There was a fault, wasn't there? What? Is this something we should be mentioning on a podcast? Oh, I think everyone knew about it, and it was it wasn't um, it wasn't um, hidden. I think everyone knew about it. It was a, a, a fault with them when they first came out, so they got recalled and then they got re-released. Yeah, there you go. Just in case this is putting us in any legal legal issue, those are the opinions and thoughts of, of Lee and not of the Fret Talk podcast. Yeah. Uh, not, not my opinion, just what I heard. Okay, yeah. Um, so allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, I think that's how we get out of it, isn't it? Pretty good sources, though. So. <laughs> HP, barbecue. Yeah. Were um, he? Yeah, I, um, I, I want to try the cutting edge. That, that looks right up my street. Um, you know, if it's a sort of Mesa sort of um, sound, uh, which looks to me like that's what they're going for. It's the same sort of... Um, Color is a Mesa, which is like that. I mean, like out of all of them, that that would be the one that I'd least like to try. I think if I was going to rank them in terms of like which ones I would try, depending on how subtle you can get the the Marshall sounding one, it'd probably be like second to last. Fender, Vox, Marshall, Mesa. Yeah, my, uh, mine's actually the. Um, Opposite way round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, completely. Now I, I I've got, gained a real appreciation for Fender Star Lamps actually since I got the Duchess. Um, because that thing, when you run some high gain stuff into it, is oh my god, it's 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 very different. But in some ways, it's better than the Marshall when you're doing the high gain high gain stuff. Which I suppose is why Mesas and these sort of things are um, based on Fenders, aren't they? They were hot rodded fenders. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I know that dumbbells were um, essentially fender circuits that were tweaked by the man himself. And as were the messes back in the day. Okay. Yeah. I believe you. Um, I think that's probably a good place to end the podcast for today because it is. Um, we're, we're pretty much at the hour and I'm constantly having to breathe through my mouth lest I make horrible snotty sounds. Um <laughs> I mean possibly. Who who knows? Oh. I've not tested myself, so I mean you'll you'll feel really bad if I now now come down with it and die. So oh, I I would feel bad if you came down with it and died by even even if I hadn't said that. <laughs> yeah, in your face. <laughs> I, I, I had the test the other, um, actually, a week ago today. It's not nice. So, anyone listening who's preparing to have the test, <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, isn't don't they get like a massive cotton swab and and shove it down the back of your throat, essentially? So yeah, through it, your nose. It, it's um, it's not overly long. It's probably about say 10 inches long and that's just so you can hold it uh, without contaminating the bit that needs to be swabbed yeah and there's like a, a little um weak point in it where you snap it off when you need to but yeah 
You, it needs to be needs <laughs> not inside your nose. <laughs> ah, shit! I've snapped it. <laughs> exactly, but it needs to be long enough for you to get it to the back of your throat. Let's say put it into your mouth and don't touch the sides. Get it down to the back, and then you put it in, then you twist it around at the back of your throat, and then you've got to do that for X amount of time. And I'm doing it, and I'm going, <laughs> <laughs> try not to gag. Um, and my wife's sitting there absolutely laughing at me because like almost anything makes me gag, apparently. <laughs> So she knew it was going to happen. She's sitting there laughing at me. Then uh, then you've got to stick it up your nose. Don't do it the other way around, obviously. Then you've got to stick it up your nose as far as you possibly can. They say stick it up your nose until you feel resistance. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And then you've got to do the twisty thing again, but like you've got to count to 20 or whatever. But the thing is, this thing's quite coarse. So as you're twisting know. it, it starts burning. And and you, you, you're like... you you. Stuck between wanting to sneeze because it's horrible. Yeah. It's somewhere you know you should never be getting things stuck, and um, and but this burning sensation. So you wanting to sneeze and you, know, you take it out. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I wasn't snotty, but now I am. Um, <laughs> and then you kind of like put it into this little um, test tube, which has got some liquid in the bottom, and you break it off and do it up. Nice. So, I mean, that's that's a way to end a podcast, isn't it? Relevant. Find a point of... <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I, I have, I've just got seasonal cold. Uh, it's it's horrible. And, uh, I, yeah, it's going to reappear on a podcast in about three days' time. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it clears up. Yeah, it probably will. I've, I've had it for, for about a week now, so... It's it's due to clear up, mm. and what a lovely place to put our Patreon backers. Just just after that onslaught of verbal imagery of oh, right, yeah. So if you'd like to be a Patreon backer for as little as two dollars a month, I bet you do you now. Can... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we'll get Leon to talk more about coronavirus testing. Pay us so you get more. <laughs> That's it. Um, so our, our current um, Patreon backers, I, I haven't checked actually. I, I should probably check to see if anyone new has come in or anyone's gone away or, or any of this. This is great so, radio. Man checks phone. It is. <laughs> yep. Still, still same amount of people. So we should Ooh. have um, Andrew Bimson. We've got Adam Yeomans of Chevtone Effects. We've got Doug Christ of Thirty Seven Effects. We've got. Mr. Joseph Richardson of Joseph Richardson Music slash Abstractium Band. We have got oh, who's number five? Is it is it Hugh Rection? It is Hugh Rection. Um, yeah, that's the one. Uh, we have got Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups, and we have got Brian Gare of the Tone Jerks podcast. Can you say his surname um, again? Because you didn't actually say a name. You just went. Gah. Brian Gower. That's better. <laughs> Sorry, Brian Gower. Thank you. Of the t- of the tone jerks. These podcast. people are paying us. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to his podcast today, actually. Were you? In fact, that's that's who was mentioning the the New Balance trainers. Ah. Uh... It, it was the the tone jerks podcast. Right. Uh, so there you go. It all comes full circle. Uh, it's not like we planned that or anything. Um, but it's, I think it's like the second week in a row that that's happened. So 
Woo. Um, <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm going to plug some stuff. If you want to catch me online, it is Budget Pedal Chap at Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And YouTube is the home of the No Talk or Tone series. And possibly, if I get my finger out, we'll have another in the Pickpocket series as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oi. Oi, you. Uh, and that, that there was Lee of Pedalboards of Doom. Uh, so, YouTube, Pedalboards of Doom. If you're not part of that, Go go ahead and do because unless you've been booted and and blocked and all that sort of thing because then we, we just don't want you so don't come back walk out that door. Don't turn around I, I, now. I don't think any of our any of our <laughs> listeners would be manically shit like the people who we've had to boot from. Oh, there are some. It. Oh, we we could do a podcast on that. Just go through like the list of people we've blocked and just go. Oh, this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah he was a right knobhead. <laughs> right, um, so yeah, if you if you're not part of uh, part of the um, pedalboards of Doom YouTube channel, like we say, we've got multiple multiple uh, content creators at the moment, and each and every one of the video series that are happening are absolutely fantastic. I'm I'm really proud to be part of it. Uh, and Lee, you also do um, Tonepedia in its many different guises through the Tonepedia player and the live streams and all of this jazz, don't you? Yeah, so we, we um, if you're not familiar with Tonepedia, we take your pedals um, that people have created and what we do is we record them in many, many, many different combinations of uh, controls and then we put it all together and you get to go into Tonepedia.com and play with the pedals and guitars and basses and speakers uh, and all these different types of things and you can go there and you can compare things um compare your fuzzes compare your delays compare anything uh, and it's um a lot of work goes into it each pedal takes approximately a week it's worth a demo and so when budget chap was saying um a moment ago that um you know if you add more controls to uh to a pedal it takes him longer to demo it well, you try doing it on mass um, when you're looking at um, Tonepedia. It, it does take us some some pedals have taken weeks and weeks to uh, to time capture. So yeah, go in there and see what all the hard work was all about. You get to try it through different amps, different guitars, try your different things out. We might not have your amp, we might not have your guitar, but the very various different combinations will give you the truest feeling of what that uh, what that pedal really sounds like. So yeah. There's, there's my plug, a bit longer than normal, but, you know, it's good stuff. Indeed, indeed. And that is where we shall end it for today. So, from myself, Mr Budget Pedal Chap, say bye, me. Bye. From Lee. Did you really just do that? I did, yeah. <laughs> from Lee. Say bye, Lee. Bye. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. See you later. Bye.
Okay, okay, okay. This one, this one wins. Poop jokes aren't my favourite jokes. But they're a solid number two. Poop poop jokes. Lee? Lee, listen. Poop jokes. Uh, Should I tell it? (laughs) Poop poop jokes, Lee. Poop jokes. I've lost lost it now. Poop jokes. What what do you mean you've lost it? You can't remember that. (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) They aren't my favourite jokes, Lee. But they're a solid number two. Because because number two is, is usually uh, a euphemism for for shitting, Lee. Lee, just so you get it. Let, let me try, let me try, let me try, let me try. It might be... But with the same joke? Yeah. It might be shit, but it, the, it might not. Poop jokes aren't my favourite, but they are a solid number two. Aha! You know I am keeping this entire dialogue <laughs> in, in the end of the podcast. Fuck, don't do Just it. Te- telling the same shit joke back and forth. <laughs> oh, man. 